Welcome to The Culture Lane, where we explore the products, people, and services driving the shifting world of automotive and mobility. Here, we take a different route when navigating the changing transportation landscape. So settle in, buckle up, and let the journey begin. Marketing. The second the word is mentioned, it likely conjures up thoughts of TV ads, product placements, brand integrations, special events, and all sorts of digital campaigns. The reality is that marketing is so much more, especially within the scope of today's shifting world of automotive and mobility, which is far more competitive, changing at a rapid speed, and more challenging to assess from a consumer perspective. After all, if a marketing campaign doesn't prompt people to take some sort of action, even if it's a matter of changing how one thinks about a brand or company, then it really is just a body of creative ideas better suited for a gallery. That said, developing and executing effective marketing strategies to help drive new vehicle sales is definitely an art of a different kind, considering that the end goal for an automaker is to not only convince people to consider one's brand and vehicle, but to ultimately get them to make the financial commitment to purchase their vehicle among all the other ones offered by competitors. So how does a company go about meeting the demands of marketing vehicles and an automotive brand to today's consumers? Well, that depends on who's leading the charge. To get a sense of how Nissan U.S. is navigating it all, the Culture Lane talked to Marstella Marinkovic, who was appointed vice president and chief marketing officer of Nissan U.S. in early 2023. In the process, we also learned a lot about what drives the Nissan VP's passion for marketing. Marstella, thank you for joining us on The Culture Lane. Thank you for having me. So I... I think I would love to start by just getting a sense of why you decided to take uh, the VP CMO position at Nissan. Um, that's always an interesting sort of question um, that that I think people are curious about for people that have had such a storied career in the industry, such as yourself. Yes, I can. I can give you a little bit of background uh, on how my journey led to Nissan. So I started my career on the agency side and I spent the majority of my time on the agency side. And right before the pandemic, um, I transitioned to the client side. And while I was on the client side, I realized that if I truly want to build a brand and build a culture brand, the client side is where I need to achieve that goal. So I received a call about three years after I started on the client side about the Nissan role. And it was really intriguing to me because Nissan was an awesome brand that 
in the height of my youth, which we won't talk about when that was, <laughs> I was like, only if I could get the Z. I kept telling my parents, only if you would buy me the Z. And they would, and they, and they were like, uh, yeah, no, you have this other car that your dad's been driving for 20 years. Why don't you drive that around? I'm like, it's so big. And I have to slide out of the truck. I don't understand. So I've always admired, I've always admired um, the Nissan brand. And I've been paying attention over the last couple of years to see what Nissan was doing and the transformation journey that the brand was on and, and will continue to be on as we move into this EV era. And it just intrigued me, the opportunity, and I was excited to be part of this team. And I really wanted to bring my point of view and the things I was passionate about, which is specifically culture, and how do I continue to build this brand and make this brand into a culture brand? When when you, it's interesting that you even started the conversation without me prompting you, uh, talking about the idea of culture. Well, when you look at culture within the scope of of automotive, what what comes to mind for you on a personal level, and how does that translate into to how you are? Um, assuming the responsibilities of, of this new position. Yeah. So when I think about it, uh, my dad is a big lover of all things Harley. And Harley Davidson, as we know, is a culture brand. When you drive a Harley, you know what you stand for. You stand for freedom, freedom of the road, freedom of all things. And when you hear the sound of that Harley, you know the Harley is coming. So for me, I would always look at brands and think about how these brands are deeply rooted and connected with people. And so for me, it was about taking the Nissan brand and having a deeper connection with the heart and the mind. Because we know ultimately it's not just a rational decision. I mean, that Z, me wanting to buy a Z had nothing to do with anything rational whatsoever. And when I look at culture, I look at how we can be in the conversation as a brand, but authentically. And over the last, you know, three years, Nissan has defined and redefined what they stood for. So, Obviously, Nissan was about driving in innovation to enrich people's lives and this innovation for excitement. But how does that translate to the American consumer? And how does that translate for us? And we think about it as be daring, bring the fun, shape the future and champion passions. You know, I probably do not have to tell you, but when you when you think of culture within the context of of automotive Mm -hmm. specifically, and maybe not necessarily mobility because it's sort of such a wide scope uh, from a mobility perspective. But when you think of automotive from a cultural standpoint, um, it just seems that this this transition to electric vehicles is one of the most challenging sort of spaces as it relates to to shifting the dynamics of a brand from a marketing standpoint. How do you see navigating that within the scope of culture for Nissan? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I mean, right now we're in this transformational period 
And I think a lot of other brands are as well, right? Right. Um, We are, it's not, you know, 15 years ago when Prius uh, was the choice um, and it was a hybrid. People didn't understand hybrids. Now people have a, a better understanding of hybrids. And now EVs still to the majority is a little confusing. And as we continue to market, um, you know, Nissan and EVs, we have to focus on the brand because the brand is what will bring the strength, the selling strength overall, right? So you have a very strong brand. And if people believe in your brand and connect with your brand, then they'll look within your brand to have your, to see what your EV offerings are. So when we think about it, I think about it twofold. One is continue to build a strong brand. And the second part is really to make sure that that we continue to educate people along with other OEMs on the benefits of being an EV owner and that you don't have to give up things. You don't have to give up performance. You don't have to give up you know, the interior, the exp- car experience, all the things that that when you're in that vehicle, how you feel, you don't have to give any of that up. This is just a new way, a new way to power that vehicle. What do you think um, is missing in terms of getting that message to resonate with consumers? And, and I'm not going to ask you to speak specifically for Nissan, yeah. but in general, just because, and one of the things that I, that I noticed that, that you mentioned is the idea of sort of that being sort of a collective sort of initiative for all of the automakers as, as it relates to educate, educating consumers. What do you think is missing in that formula as to why that message isn't really resonating? If you, if you think, I'll give you my, my iPhone story. So I love my BlackBerry. My BlackBerry was my jam. I could text with two fingers. I was so excited about it. And everyone else in the office had an iPhone. And they would laugh at the at me because I had my BlackBerry, but I didn't want to give my BlackBerry up because I was really comfortable with the technology. I understood I relied on that that BlackBerry. And it was a really hard transition to transition to the iPhone. It was a scary place to be. I didn't really understand it. I didn't know how it worked. I didn't know how to connect to this thing called the cloud. I didn't know how to do any of these things. And it took some bravery for me to say, okay, I'm going to ditch my BlackBerry and I'm going to adapt this iPhone. And I, and I use that story because it, it's like that point now. It's easy to pull up to a gas station and it's easy to fill up your tank and it's easy to drive away. You know that behavior, that behavior is innate in us. Now transitioning to home charging, to charging stations, Range anxiety. How far can my vehicle go? How do I maintain my vehicle? It's a lot for someone to think about and wrap their mind around. And so my thought is it's really about educating people and showing them that this is technology and this is these are products that will help us advance in the future. It's just it's like the iPhone in my mind. So it'll take some time. And I think we've gone a really long way, a really long way. And we need to continue as an automotive team and companies continue to showcase to customers that this is an easy transition. 
how do you take that those ideas and um, apply them specifically to Nissan to differentiate it in the market space where there is now just um, a number of new competitors entering the segment? Yeah, basically everyone is in the segment now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's it's going it's going back to to before we even had a choice, right? It's about the it's still about the brand. Fundamentally, it's about your connection to the brand and your trust in the brand. And you know that that brand is going to give you the right product for you and give you that experience that you want. So for me, it's focusing on building the brand and showcasing to our customers in a unique way, our EV offering. As, as a leader, and you are assessing um, what you need to do from a strategic strategic standpoint, mm-hmm. um, as it relates to, to making this transition, well, what are some things that you're looking at, at at Nissan and saying, okay, you know what, this is something we really need to improve on? It's not really... I was very lucky because when I joined the joined the organization, we had really defined the brand and how that brand, our brand behaviors, how we show up in the world. Um, so that was that foundation was there, and it wasn't really about improving. It was really about looking to see where the opportunities were, and for us, the opportunities are in the multicultural space in the culture space. And when I say culture, I mean culture, uh, connecting with customers in that deep way through culture and showing up authentically. And when we think about Nissan, it's really about us being daring and bringing the fun. And it's about thrilling people at every turn. And we have to show up uniquely to our customers And not just through features and benefits. Obviously, we have to show the benefit for the customer. But that emotional experience you have when you're in a Nissan. I let my son, I don't know if this was a mistake or not, (laughs) drive the GTR. (laughs) Drive the GTR. Well, from his his perspective, (laughs) I'm sure it wasn't a mistake. But (laughs) depending on the outcome. Yeah, depending on the outcome. There there could have been some ducks injured, I'm not sure, as he was driving through the hills here. (laughs) But he, the passion and excitement in his eyes is something that I want to harness. I have a Pathfinder and that Pathfinder, I cannot tell you the joy it brings me to drive that vehicle and experience driving in the country um, from Nashville to Baton Rouge to visit my daughter, um, going on off-road adventures, just driving to the office. So when I look at that joy on my son's face and that experience and feeling of being in a Nissan, it's about harnessing that and expressing that to our customers and connecting with them in that way. Well, you know, you bring up the GTR and and I, I hands down, there is just this genuine excitement. Someone gets of being behind the wheel of that. But it does, I mean, in talking about this, this transition EVs, it does bring up another interesting point because I'm, I'm sure you're aware that every time the discussion of EVs come up within uh, a conversation of halo vehicles like the GTR or even the Nismo uh, Skyline, there is this apprehension from a lot of the diehard enthusiasts 
the fans of these cars for, for, for years, for decades that seem to be very anti EV. So how do you, how do you navigate that and maintain that brand equity, that, that, that strong sort of performance heritage that has been such a part of these nameplates and has transitioned and been such a part of Nissan's story and its sort of, you know, signature mark in, in the space? That's a very good question. And we have to be true to our heritage of performance, regardless if it's an EV or not. We have to be. And you have to bring that performance through design, through the actual performance of the vehicle. And you, and you need to bring that. You need to be true to who you are. So while we're in this transition period and, and this transformation as a brand, that performance heritage needs to come to life. I mean, I never thought that when I was a little girl, I would I sat in the garage with my dad. And later, my husband, I spent a lot of time in the garage. I don't really understand how that all happened. But looking at like the carburetor being rebuilt, how to change the oil, um, you know, something was wrong with the battery. I don't know. Even last night, my husband was in the garage fixing his motorcycle because it wouldn't start. I, I don't know. Some wire was loose. So who would have thought we would have gone from that day to the day where we are being electrified? And it's exciting because if you think about all the technologies and all the advancement, I mean, my God, um, my car didn't have power steering. I mean, can you imagine if our kids drove right. cars and didn't have power steering? Like, how would they even maneuver in the world? Right. So, you know, and if you think about it, you know, my parents didn't even have color TV, color TV at that time. They didn't even have television back in the day. So it, it's it's really about embracing the change and the change the changing world and being true to your performance self. That's still though, that, 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 I mean, I think everyone is sort of thinking that's the way that you approach it. But I mean, I think if you look at, like I always look at the comments whenever there's a new EV unveiled, yeah. right. And you just scroll through the comments and you just see all of these diehard fans. Is there something is there something that you think automakers are missing as it relates to addressing that? Or again, is that going back to sort of, the idea that just doing an overall better job of educating consumers, because these, they, a lot of them just do not, you know, there are some people that are just adamantly against the idea of EVs in general. And then once you, you even suggest or remotely, there's a rumor of, <laughs> of one of these high performance yeah. vehicles uh, shifting into EVs, they're just anti everything about the nameplate. Yeah. And, it, and it's going to take time, I think, for people to get comfortable with performance from an EV perspective. Um, and it's a hard thing to grasp. You know, we've spent how many years, decades, you know, in gasoline vehicles, performance vehicles, tuning things, adjusting things. You know, there's NASCAR racing, there's Formula One racing. All of those things are rooted in performance and it will take time as we continue to, you know, have higher adoption for people to be excited about the performance of it. And I think it's, it's going to take some time and of course, education. You mentioned multicultural. Why, why is that? Why is multicultural important to the overall strategy uh, for Nissan? It, it's market, the marketing strategy. Well, it is very important. If we take a look at um, overall demographics of the U S 
we are a diverse country and it's really important for us to connect the brand and culture with all the communities. So we have to look at all of the communities and the Hispanic community, the black community, the, the you know, um, Indian community, all of the different communities play important roles um, within the brand. And if we want to truly deeply connect, we need to understand those communities and how our brand intersects with them. How, how do you take your experiences um, from, a, from a marketing standpoint and leverage those um, in a way that you think really helps to move the needle for Nissan when it comes to to those kind of ideas resonating uh, as it relates to product, as it relates to the transition into EVs with, with the multicultural market? So first of all, we need to have true data and insights. And we need to have a deep understanding of the communities. That's very, very important. And we need to um, work with our um, you know, agencies and partners to be sure that we are connecting with them authentically. And, you know, data has data has done a lot to change our lives um, over the last couple decades. And it's however, we still need to have the artistry of it. So I always think about it as data and science plus culture. And, and if we can focus on, on the data and we can fo- focus on the art of it all um, and the culture, we can connect on a deeper level. And, and so looking back at all the experiences I had working on, on multiple um, brands in automotive and outside of automotive, it was really about the connection. That's truly what it was. And in order to connect, you need to have a deep understanding. You know, I sense even throughout this, this conversation that that's really important to you, that, that, that multicultural aspect, being able to connect. Why is that important to you from a personal perspective? I understand the data and the stats, but I, I can really sense with you that it is something that, that you are genuinely passionate about. Well, I'm a woman in the automotive industry and I've been in the automotive industry now for 27 or so years and it has been a struggle. It has truly been a struggle. And over the course of of my career, it has been a fight to be recognized, to be seen and to achieve my goals and waking up every morning being focused on those goals no matter what roadblock happened that day and picking yourself back up and so for me I really I look at multicultural and who we are um, in the United States as really making sure that people are seen And that is really, really important to me. I also immigrated to the United States when I was three years old. And one of the reasons that my parents immigrated here, I won't tell you what year, because it was a very long time ago, um, was because this was a land where you could be seen. And I've always had that close to my heart. And I want to bring that, and I want to bring that to Nissan. 
I can, yeah, I can really sense that there is something, something deep, deep that goes beyond the statistics with you when it when it comes to that. In in closing, um, how will you measure the success of Nissan uh, in the near future and down the road from a marketing perspective? Very simple. When I use um, Chat GPT and I Google. Who are the culture brands on automotive? I want Nissan to be number one. That is my personal, personal KPI. I won't tell you that that's the KPI of the organization. (laughs) That's my my personal KPI. Um, Obviously, we need to measure it um, beyond my personal KPI. You know, we need to measure it, obviously, with sales um, and passion for the brand. And are people passionate about our brand? And I would say those are the the two official KPIs: <laughs> brand consideration, awareness, and sales. But my personal one is through is is through um, AI, obviously. And long and long term, long term, long term, it is the growth of the brand. And if we take a look at the growth of the brand, and we continue to grow, especially through this transformational period. Um, where we're transitioning to more and more EVs and connecting with customers in a different way. It is about the total growth of the brand. It is about growing sales. Um, all of the key KPIs, awareness, consideration, uh, familiarity, all the KPIs need to grow. And it's about total growth. Thank you, Marstella. Great, great insight. Um, and we look forward to having you back here again on The Culture Lane. Call me anytime. I'll be ready. Now, on to the next journey.